Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of AUSU Open Mic. Uh, we've got a great episode here today. Uh, we're going to call this the annual Get to Know Your New Executive Team episode. You know, we've uh, been doing a lot of work uh, recently since the election and uh, a lot of transition activities. And well, today is our first episode where we get to welcome our entire executive committee team, uh, which is made up of our new president, Natasha Donahue. Say hi, Natasha. Hello. And new to AUSU, we've got our VP Finance and Administration, Monique Durrett. Say hi, Monique. Hi. And last but certainly not least, we've got Stacy Hutchings, who's our new VP External and Student Affairs. How's it going, Stace? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Well, obviously, um, we're going to do some a quick roundtable of introductions. And, you know, we're all kind of in these remote locations around uh, the province or country. But for us... You guys are all Albertans, uh, and it doesn't happen very often that this is the case. So let's just go around the room, and again, just uh, uh, let's go with, uh, say your name, the program that you're in, uh, where you're from, and uh, maybe how long you've been at AU. And uh, Natasha, I'm going to come to you, uh, the veteran on the team. Thanks, Jody. So my name is Natasha. I am AUSU president. Um, I've been an AU student since 2013, and I live in Barhead, Alberta. Nice. Thanks, Natasha. And um, Monique, let's go over to you next. My name is Monique Durrett, and I'm the newly elected VPFA. I live in Okotoks, Alberta, but have lived in many places, originally from Edmonton. I am in my third year of a Bachelor of Arts program with a major in political science and a minor in women and gender studies. Nice. And uh, again, Stacy, uh, go ahead next. Hi, I'm Stacy Hutchings. Um, I live in Calgary, but I too have lived everywhere <laughs> in Canada almost. And I would say I'm originally from Vancouver Island. So I'm in my fourth year of a Bachelor of Professional Arts in Governance, Law and Management with AU. Love it. Whereabouts on Vancouver Island did you live, Stace? In Nanaimo. Oh, love Nanaimo. Like some of the best, like swear to God, the best seafood chowder that you'll find is, uh, I believe there's a restaurant in Nanaimo. It's like the Lighthouse something or other, right along the yes. water. Yes, yes, yes. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's Oh, good. so good. But I would say Tofino's better. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? I had the chance of getting out to Tofino uh, this past uh, February, March during storm season, and it was unreal. Um, yeah, I yeah, I prefer storm season. It's definitely the time to go. Not tourist season, storm season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of surfers and uh, just beautiful out there. My wife and I actually went out to Tofino for our honeymoon. This would be going back almost 25 years ago. And uh, so this past uh, March, that was our first trip back there since then. And uh, it's just a gorgeous part of the country out there. So to begin with, um, you know, obviously... You know, we've now learned that Monique and Stacey are practically neighbors. Uh, how far apart are you guys, or have you determined that yet? I think we're like probably like 20 minutes away from each other. If that may be, because I'm pretty sure she's on the south end of the city. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I look forward to the day when uh, uh, you guys can have an opportunity to meet face-to-face finally. To kick us off here, again, we have so many unique stories that are coming out of AU. You know, students are always faced with that decision of, you know what, I'm going to start my academic career. What do I want to get into? What kind of programming do I want to tap into? And eventually, what do, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And part of that is choosing what institution you're going to attend. And all of you are now attending Athabasca University. And the question that I've got for everybody is, what has brought you to AU? 
what was that moment in time when you realized that, yeah, this is the institution I'm going to go for, and this is the program that I want to take? Um, Natasha, I'm going to start with you. Kind of set us off here with uh, why AU for you? Well, um, I would say I went to AU because of a number of reasons. There's been a history of people attending classes through AU in my family, and that really um, impacted me when I was growing up, just remembering that you could uh, finish a course or even a whole degree online. Um, I always had that sort of in the back of my mind. But when I was in high school, I actually did not complete high school. I dropped out and then um, I managed to go back and upgrade and get my GED later on. But um, thinking about transitioning into post-secondary at the age of 25, I had a son and I was running a day home and going to a traditional university just wouldn't work for me. And I really liked that AU was open to people who uh, haven't graduated high school. Uh, you just have to be 16. So I thought um, that was really awesome because I didn't feel the pressure that I did when I was looking at admissions at other universities. So that was a big factor for me. Um, and I, I decided to go with science because um, I've always wanted to be a scientist. I've just loved science since I was a kid. I can remember thinking to myself when I was like eight years old um, that I wanted to go into science and specifically into astronomy and uh, my interest still really does lie in that direction. I love space, I love physics, and uh, I'd love to continue pursuing that in grad studies. Yeah, very cool. This is something that you and I have always enjoyed talking with with each other. We've, we've got that curiosity about, you know, science in general. And so, um, yeah, your story has always been really cool. Monique, what about you? So similar to Natasha, I wanted to, I needed to pursue post-secondary education um, in a way that would work with my need to juggle work and schooling because of my family needs. I had a son, I was running a day home at the time when I first started in 2017. So flexibility was really important to me. Yeah, yeah. My husband had just started uh, school with Mount Royal and I was, um, because of his disability needs, I needed to be available for him as well. But also AU was really the only one I had in mind because it fit with my learning style. I am very much an advocate of self-directed learning. It's always the way that I've done things. Every single time I've done any sort of learning after high school, it's always been self-directed and it's just the one that works best for me. So it wasn't even really a consideration for me to hum and haw about attending a brick and mortar. It was really that AU I knew that AU was going to fit for me. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, we use the word flexibility around here a lot. And uh, what I've learned over the years is that flexibility is different for everybody, whether you're uh, working full-time, part-time, whether there are family needs, uh, whether you have children. Uh, we can go down a long list, you know, accessibility, all those things. Uh, and I just, I've always enjoyed how flexibility means different things to different people. So the fact that you also have your version of that, you know, is certainly uh, common throughout AU. Uh, Stacy, uh, you're next. I guess my story is a little bit different. Um, so I've always wanted to go to university. That was always a huge goal of mine. And so um, in 2016, 
we moved from Fort St. John to Calgary so I could start going to the University of Calgary. Uh, I was in their Bachelor of Arts in Law and Society and I was there for three years-ish and um, I just started to get really burnt out. Um, I found that a traditional brick and mortar university just didn't suit my needs as an adult learner. Um, there's the travel from camp from my house to campus was about an hour and 20 minutes oh, which wow. transit one way. Yeah. So it was a, it was a long commute and that's without any sort of traffic or like any accidents or anything. So, um, and then when my classes would be, you know, anywhere from two to five days a week, but then we also had a lot of group work on top of that. So I was finding myself on campus a lot and I have a family and it was just not sustainable. So, um, I just started to look around at other options because I knew that I didn't with what the class schedule coming up I was going to have. I was going to be on campus from um, 9 a.m. till 7 p.m. Um, and then I have to travel. So I just <laughs> knew it just would not work with my family schedule. So yeah, no doubt. I uh, looked into AU and really and realized that that would help me um, achieve my goals and still be able to attain that degree because I found that being at a traditional brick and mortar university, there just wasn't that opportunity to build my resume or um, build skills outside of those classroom classes that I was really looking for. That's great. I love the fact that the three of you have these such unique stories. Uh, and I know that there's AU students across the country that uh, can certainly relate with all of you. Uh, the next thing I want to get into is, you know, obviously we're really proud of you guys and we're so happy that you were able to step up and take on an executive committee role here at AUSU. And, you know, the executive uh, roles and responsibilities are so unique uh, for each one of you. And this experience, I really, really trust will be a rewarding one for all of you as well. Um, what I want to kind of dive into a little bit here is what motivated you to run for executive committee here at AUSU and sort of what what sort of sparked that desire to get engaged with us? Um, so for me, the biggest motivating factor was what my goals are post-graduation after I'm done my degree. Um, I have s some experience in advocacy work, which was a big part of the reason I chose my education to be in political science and women's studies. Advocating for women within the province of Alberta was what the biggest part of my hit, my experience. And I wanted to continue that advocacy work. I wanted to expand on my experience in advocacy work. And I thought, what better way to do that than to be part of the, be part of AUSU. Mm -hmm, yeah. And especially within such a challenging time, uh, obviously this was initially before COVID and so wasn't as much of a factor. Uh, it was more just about the um, tuition increases and, and, you know, relations with government and things like that. And so to me, that was something that was uh, interesting to come up, come up against. And so it, in addition, it was more also to get that experience for my future goals. I intend to be working in the nonprofit sector after I'm done at AU. And um, so it helped me with what I want for now and what I want for the future. Yeah, exactly. What a great way to start. And uh, uh, yeah, there's no doubt that the experience that you'll garner from helping to steward the ship here at AUSU will be huge towards that. Yeah, so I transferred from the University of Calgary uh, a year ago. 
And um, the moment I kind of got to AU, I realized it was just like this fresh, a breath of fresh air. And I just realized that um, this really does work for um, mature learners, this um, open online learning. So I knew immediately I wanted to get more involved in student life because um, it's something that I feel is important, especially for students to have accessibility of education and to see equality and equity in education. I think the AU platform really facilitates that. So that's why I wanted to join um, the student council. I initially joined the um, student advisory committee and I was able to attend the Faculty of Humanities Social Sciences Learning Symposium because of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And there I was able to connect with, you know, tutors and faculty and staff. And that's when I really realized that I wanted to get more involved in student life. And that's when I, I decided that I wanted to run for an executive position um, when it came up. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Natasha, we know you've been, uh, you're kind of the veteran on the team, uh, been with us for a couple of years, but you've obviously moved into the president position. And again, just showing the growth that you've had on the executive committee. How do things look from your perspective? Yeah. So like you said, I've been, I've been here for a little while. It's been two years now. And so I would say the reason that I initially decided to run for executive back in 2018, I ran for the vice president of finance and administration. And I did that because I had worked since I started my degree with AU with um, a science outreach group. And in the work that I, I did, I really spearheaded a lot of initiatives to extend access to our outreach to rural and indigenous communities. And when I was uh, pursuing that pathway, I, I was able to begin work with a program at the University of Alberta that was uh, working with high-risk Indigenous youth in Edmonton's inner city. Um, And that was extremely rewarding, but it was also very difficult and challenging because um, seeing what some of these folks are up against in their lives is really um, hard to deal with at times. And so I was really quite invested in this work. And um, for reasons that were completely out of my control, the program was uh, discontinued. And that decision was made um, without any input from the steering committee from which I was a member. And uh, the feeling of powerlessness that I had and and um, hopelessness after that decision was made kind of Uh, sparked something in me that wanted to ensure that um, at the institution where I was attending at Athabasca University, uh, that type of relationship between individuals engaging with programs offered by the university and the administration was not uh, on that type of level. That feeling of hopelessness that I had um, really moved me to want to become a part of the student movement. So that was why I originally engaged with AUSU. And, and the reason that I decided to go for president this year is because uh, there's still a lot of projects that we're undertaking that I'm really interested in, in helping to support and helping the organization to move through and to continue relationship building with our different uh, stakeholders and government and the university itself. Um, and to be able to lend my voice to, to the discussions that we have with those individuals to help make the student experience better. And obviously, we're so, so happy to have you for another year. AUSU will certainly benefit from uh, your continued leadership as well. The next thing that I want to look at, and again, similar sort of looking at you and all of your roles that you guys are going to be playing, um, what element of your position are you most looking forward to this year? I'm really looking forward to the advocacy part of it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to working with Um, the provincial governments, the federal government to uh, ensure that our students' needs are uh, heard and met. I think we have a very unique um, demographic at AU, and I just want to make sure that 
our um, representatives understand that we are a unique um, demographic. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm looking forward to is twofold. Uh, first, working with an engaged team within AUSU. I've worked with other organizations and businesses before where there's a lack of engagement and um, things don't move forward. And I'm so far, it's a really engaged team, both within the staff and the council and those who make up the executive. And so I'm really looking forward to being a part of that. And the second part is uh, the committee work within AU and providing a student voice within that within those committees. We will be offering a new career service through AUSU and I'm really excited about that because when I came into um, AUSU on executive in 2018, one of the things I started my work plan off with was creating a report that would take research that I'd done on career services and what AU students want in their career services and actually compile the document with a whole bunch of different platforms. And we were able to distribute that throughout AU administration and different folks over there. But we also looked at career services at AUSU and we were able to identify when we could move on. Um, and it's been two years and we just are now in a position where we can we can almost say to our students, like, here's the service that we're offering. And, um, you know, it's really cool to be able to see that happen, but um, it, it does take a long time sometimes. Yeah, no question. Over the last number of weeks, we've been doing quite a bit of job shadowing. Part of our transition activities that we go through with new executives as soon as that election is over really starts right away. Monique and Stacy, you guys have done such a fantastic job of sort of jumping into the deep end and attending meetings when you can. And uh, our actual changeover meeting where you guys actually got into the seat for the very first time was um, April 16th. And so there were a number of weeks uh, leading up to that where you guys were getting into a lot of meetings, learning a lot more about uh, what's happening at AU. The question that I've got for all three of you, but essentially uh, I'll really be curious about Monique and Stacy here, is during that job shadowing over the past few weeks, is there anything that you've learned that you weren't aware of before you ran where you're sitting there finally learning a little bit more and you're like, holy smokes, I did not anticipate this or, you know, this here, I didn't recognize that, that this would be a part of the role. What stands out to you guys? And uh, Monique, maybe we'll start with you and then go over to Stacy. I had done a lot of reading prior to um, nominating myself both for the council and for the executive. I'm just this person who wants to be as informed as possible before I dive into anything. Um, so there weren't any specific tasks or job responsibilities necessarily that that surprised me during the job shadowing. But what really struck with me stuck with me was how well developed AUSU is as an organization and just the general extent of the work that AUSU does. So what some would consider sort of the invisible work. Um, it's, it's a lot easier sometimes to see the advocacy work or services that an organization offers because those are presented and yeah, advertised yeah. and promoted. But there's so much background work that is done to make these things happen. And there's so many important roles and positions that, that are that are just unseen and you know it's just I'm amazed every day and love the organization more and more every day the more I realize what goes on in the background. Yeah and, and I can appreciate that as well. I think we're certainly the definition of the iceberg effect where you know a lot of what we do is kind of under the surface of the water and 
yeah, you'll continually learn more and more, I'm sure, as the months go by. Uh, Stacy, what about you? Well, I think money kind of took my answer. I was uh, not like surprised, but like amazed at how much goes on behind the scenes at AUSU that as a student, I wasn't really aware of prior. I would love if we could figure out a way to communicate that because I think uh, what you you guys do um, and what we are doing is fantastic. And I think students should be proud of having uh, us and working for them. And uh, I think another thing that I wasn't surprised at, but I enjoy is our relationship with AU itself. I think as an organization, we are able to come together and discuss things and we collaborate on things. And I think that's really great that a student union can get along or get on well with their, um, with their, with their university. Yeah, there's no question. You guys are certainly going to broaden your circle, you know, through this experience. Yeah. You'd be amazed at, uh, you know, the layers sort of built in within the university and uh, everybody's working so hard and always has that student first mentality and something that we share as well. Um, Natasha, what are your thoughts and and maybe whether it's um, even your perspective of coming from a VP into the president's role? Um, what's your perspective here? Yeah, actually, my my answer is is along similar lines to Monique and Stacy, and it's um, but it's a little different. So I've got experience with both the VP FA and the VPX portfolios I'm really used to my work being kind of front and center like when you're the VPFA you do a lot of policy work for example and that is um, openly distributed to council and and we talk about it um, quite a lot when you're when you're in the VPX role you do a lot of work at CASA and provincial advocacy and you spearhead a lot of those initiatives as well as work on student engagement mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it, it just seems like you're really out out in the spotlight a lot more which um, not to say it's a good or a bad thing. Um, it's just different. Yeah, I appreciate all of your guys' thoughts here. We are literally days into your term. And already, you know, the past month, the amount of work that has gone through, you know, the participation in our transition, job shadowing, coming to meetings, you know, getting up to speed with certain topics and uh, identifying other trending topics that are happening. Uh, we're in the middle of COVID-19. You know, there are so many different challenges that uh, we're going to be encountering this year. And uh, I couldn't be happier with the, with the group that we've got here. So congratulations for all of you for obviously becoming members of the executive committee and, uh, you know, being part of the team. And uh, I look forward to a, a great year. Um, before we sign off here today, we're going to do something that we've um, done with other teams and uh, that is our rapid fire questions that we're going to throw at you. And so, again, we're going to be looking for some quick answers here. And uh, these questions are going to feel very random. But at the same time, it's going to allow us to get to know you a little bit. And um, for Natasha, who's been uh, on the podcast numerous times, I hope that we've come up with some new questions that maybe uh, you can uh, maybe answer again, but also will be new for you. So are you ready? Ready. Yes. I like that. That was almost in unison. Like that was really close. That was good. Okay. The first question, you can pack up and travel anywhere in the world. Where are you going? Oh, this is a hard question to answer. Um, okay. I think the next place that isn't in Canada that I would want to go is Greece. Ah, Greece. And yeah, Monique? I want to see the Parthenon. <laughs> I honestly don't think I would go anywhere. I've never traveled so 
I don't I don't have anything to compare to, but I also really like my life here. Where's the where's the best place you've been in Canada? Uh Vancouver, Vancouver Island. Oh, and maybe Kelowna too, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of traveling within Canada and uh, we've done as much, you know, quite a bit for the most part. I've been coast to coast. So, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that answer. Uh, and when I say anywhere in the world, Canada does qualify. So that's a that's an OK answer. Stacy, I'm assuming in this scenario, money isn't an issue. No so issue. I would, prob- <laughs> I would probably go to Japan because I took Japanese in high school and I would like to see if I remember any of it, but, and also Japan. <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer too. Next question. What is your favorite series that you have binge watched? Netflix, anything, you name it. Back to you, Natasha. I have to come up with a new answer now because I don't watch a whole bunch of, of Netflix and my old answer is Black Mirror, but I want to be creative. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, um, so I, I used to watch Grey's Anatomy back in the day and I stopped watching it and now there's like a million seasons of it. So. Yeah. Aren't they like celebrating their 120th season or something like that? Like <laughs> yeah. that, the main character, like, isn't she in a senior's home now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, so now I watch one episode a day. So that's not really binging, but it's the best I can do. That's pretty close to binging, actually. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I mean, we don't binge watch our local news every day when we watch it. But uh, yeah, if you're watching an episode a day, that's almost under the category of binge watching. Uh, Monique, what about you? That is a really hard question. Um, I, if I had to say an ep- like a series that I've watched more than once, I'd have to say Gilmore Girls. But in, in terms of a series that the very first thing that came to mind when you asked the question was Peaky Blinders. Oh, there you shameless. go. There you go. More I haven't shameless. seen that one. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, Peaky Blinders is really good. And Stace? So there's two that I kind of go between. Um, the Office, classic, funny, yeah. hilarious. Yeah, Love good it. stuff. Yeah. And um, Star Trek Next Generation. I really oh, like that one too. Yeah. So good. Um, the favorite course that you've taken at AU so far? And- um, I, I remember my old answer to this one too, and I'm just trying to figure out my new answer. And I th- I'm just trying to think of recent courses I've taken. I mean, your old answer can work too. I mean, I can't even remember what your answer was. So I know, but I'm I'm challenging myself. Oh, okay. So I think <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Psych 402, and that's biological psychology. And I am not a biologist or a psychologist, but I took this course because it sounded really cool, and it's all about how the brain works and how it's different. Yeah, see, I'd um, love that. I think that would be yeah, and how the different areas and damage to different areas um, impact behavior and things like that, and I just I really love it. And Monique, that's a you've got all the tough questions, Jody. Uh, <laughs> so it'd have to be between two. One being the women's health, women's health in Canada, I think is the title of it, um, yep. specifically in relation to the mental health unit that I got to prepare as sort of my final and then the uh, between the other one would be like uh, the political federalism course in Canada and Stace if you are a fan of George Orwell's book 1984 then you'll really like um, criminal justice 377 it's issues and access to information and privacy protection nice Um, going through that course you really start to see how our world is starting to kind of mirror that book so that's that's one i really liked okay we're gonna do an easy one uh and back to you natasha salty or sweet i think salty monique for sure salty two salties stacy i'm on team salty oh i can't believe it see i'm sweet all the way although i mean i'm I'm always down for like some 
popcorn or a bag of chips, but yeah, bring me the bring me the sweet. Um, I would, you know, Jody, I wouldn't have, I I would have thought you would have been a salty person too. Uh see, I'm more of a sweet guy, like not a salty guy. Oh, that's. I guess no, you're not salty, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm playing on the words here, Natasha. Back to you. If you had to choose, what would be your superpower? My son asked me this question yesterday, so I would choose teleportation. Mm. And and it comes with a caveat that I would be able to survive in any environment. So I can go anywhere in the universe. So now we're going to a different planet. Yeah. Monique? The first thought that comes to mind is invincibility. I mean, that is, do you know what the beauty of invincibility is? Like how general that is. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of things that fall into that category. Stacy. I'm going to steal my son's superpower that he says he would want. And that's to have all other superpowers. What a classic line. Good one. Right? Oh. I know. All of them. See, he already has the superpower. All right. The last one I've got for you is um, to share with us any unique hobbies that you have. Um, so I really like to stargaze with telescopes. And I have probably like five telescopes that I own. So um, sometimes I just like to go out for a drive and it's nice and clear somewhere a little bit further out of town and set one up and take a look. And that's something I really enjoy. Cool. Monique? I think my problem is I have too many hobbies. So if I had to pick one, I the maybe that I do the most would be yarn craft. So crocheting, but I just this week started teaching myself to knit. So. All right. I'm expecting team scarves coming up. Okay. Good to know. Stacy. Well, prior to the pandemic, I would have said CrossFit, but that's not happening now. So I'd say that now my hobby has shifted to playing Fortnite. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, look for my blog post about it in next month's newsletter. Maybe we should have uh, two different categories, uh, regular hobbies and pandemic hobbies. And, right? And yes. Uh, yeah, great job, you guys. That's all I've got for you. You all get 50,000 points for your answer. Perfect. And, and nobody wins. That's how many I needed. It. Yeah. Is there a store where we can cash in these points? Or? Yeah, to be determined. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait for the first time that we can actually come face to face and uh you know get through the COVID nineteen and then we'll we'll see what kind of prizes we have for our rapid fire session. Stacy and I almost got to meet face to face days before the all the shutdowns. We were scheduled to actually meet in person. Oh, see, that would have been great. I know. Um, hey, Stacy, you're a twin. Yes. Talk to us about that. Um, we're not identical. Um, fraternal twin, but she works in Victoria at the shipyard as a sheet metal mechanic. Really? I just think yeah. that that's fascinating. Yeah. My wife has uh, twins in her family and it's, I always get a kick out of that. Guess what? That brings us to the end of our podcast. Great job, all of you. And uh, especially for Monique and Stacy, uh, this is your, your rookie podcast. And so you're officially veterans now. As soon as you do one, you're a veteran. We did yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, great job. Well, you know what? Uh, we're going to sign off. And again, all the best to you guys as you go through your work. I know that as a team, um, I get I have the pleasure of being able to work closely with all of you as we uh, rip through a lot of different uh, uh, goals and initiatives throughout the year. And, uh, you know, so far we've had a great time and I look forward to uh, the next 12 months with you guys as part of our executive committee. So congratulations. Say goodbye to, the, to our listeners uh, as we sign off here, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening. My name is Jody Campbell, and I'm your executive director here at AUSU. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Have a good one.